Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. Good man, you ever fuck around with it? I've I've done a I've done two yoga classes in my life and uh, enjoyed them, but they were um, I'll admit they were harder than I expected. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of laying around and stretching, but uh, it it's as yeah it's as hard as you want it to be. I, it's boogie monster related because there's a whole area of like the wellness culture mm-hmm. and holistic thinking that lends itself to conspiracy theories i've been listening to a lot of podcasts there's uh there's one there's it's called indoctrination and the other one's called conspirituality okay uh but it's uh they 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 really cover like how like yoga and wellness culture can get people like can really start creating uh like uh you know, when people start thinking like, oh, like holistic medicine and yoga, which is a good thing and like eating right and, you know, herbs, but then it can kind of go into like the essential oils and I don't need medicine. And then that, that turns into anti-vax and anti-vax yeah. leads to other, you know, anti-government sentiments. And it's kind of like this pipeline way of thinking into that. But I didn't do that. It was just me and a bunch of old ladies today. <laughs> they all they all seem pretty pretty regular in there. So what uh what were some of the exercises or positions rather you had to do? I mean I don't I just look at the main lady. Yeah. And kind of mimic what she's doing. Did you break but a it was, sweat? It was almost, but not okay. really. I have in the past I've done it, yeah. In the past when it's been regular yoga. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like, oh shit, just just trying to stand and hold yourself and use all your core muscles. It's mm-hmm. intense, man. Yeah, I remember it being a lot of planks, which uh mm-hmm. in theory doesn't sound very difficult. You're like, "Oh, I could do that." And then you do it for no. about 8 seconds and you're like, "Holy shit, this has gotten real hard real quick." Those planks, yeah, those planks will get a hold of you. Mhm. Uh, no, it, it did a little bit of that stuff. But it's just, you know, I I just don't want to be like the old stiff, mm-hmm. everything sore, just trying to sit down or this or that. Yeah, I can see like several relatives of like the relatives that are active and do things all the time, and even at their age are just limber and they're, mm-hmm. you know, there's no pause in them walking upstairs or doing this or that. And then I would like I would like to be like that. That's how I would like to feel <laughs> as I age. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I was uh, I was reading something the other day about your joints and whatnot, and uh, they were talking about what obesity does to your joints. And I think if I if I read it correctly, 
for every pound that you are overweight, that's uh, three pounds extra on your knees and five extra pounds on your feet. So I'm roughly ashamed to say I'm probably 75 pounds overweight. So I'm adding, what, uh, 375 extra pounds on my feet when I go up and down stairs? You got strong feet. That's crazy. Strong ass feet, dog. That, that's this crazy. was like, oh man, we we're doing th- like some. This lady just handed out these little like blue stress balls, and we just uh-huh. put them under our foot and rolled them around and stretched out the tendons, and Ooh. then it felt nice. I think there's something to that whole. You ever walk past the places like the Chinese foot doctor? I'm sure that's not what they're called, but <laughs> they're usually Chinese, and it, uh-huh. they j- just they got like a map of the foot, and it's all like. This does this. This does that. You know. Hmm. I think it's just a fancy way to say a foot massage is good for you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a fairly uh, neglected part of most people's bodies are the feet. I know. I don't do anything for my feet, although I should. Man, man, they're getting out of control. Like too with the calluses and the. Dead they're getting bug. out of control. Man, I got it's like got a couple of cactus gloves, cactus socks on my feet. Get them, get get them tuned up, man. Get yourself one of them pumice stones. Uh huh. Go walk around a beach barefoot a little while. Yeah. Yeah, There was uh yeah somebody somebody said never skimp out and I I don't know where not not like a quote or anything but a piece of advice never skimp out on anything that goes between you and the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Meaning tires for your car, shoes for your feet, mattress. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Never cheap out on that stuff. Makes sense. Like, that's good advice. Uh-huh. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, good times, man. You're, you're back home. You made it home safe from the uh, tundra. Dog. It was sub-zero. That's why I needed the yoga. I was sub-zero, just sitting all the time. I was not, not eating well, drinking too much. It was a lot of brown liquor. When it's cold out, you go brown liquor. Literally sub-zero? Oh, the whole time. The like, whole time. Sometimes when I think of like, oh, it's below freezing, like that's just kind of in my mind, that's as cold as it can get. I know it's not, but just like, holy shit, it's below freezing. But you could be below freezing at what, you know, 30 degrees and still be 30 degrees away from sub-zero. That's insane. No, this was negative. Like the high temperatures maybe were in the single digits. But for the Ugh. most part, it was sub zero. I think. I think the I, I don't know if it was Fargo. I forget where it was. It was like yeah, just negative ten at night. Ugh. Ugh. It sucked, man. It sucked real bad. <laughs> but hey, thank you to anybody that came out to the shows. Anybody who braved it, we had a. I want to shout out to a fellow named Zeb. Zeb worked for uh, the production company. That put on the stateside shows. We'd won in Winnipeg, but we were about to drive. Sean Jordan. He's like, she, he, he's like, I got my mom's Prius. I'll drive us. This is like before it ever happened. This is this is weeks ago, because because we're like, we're like, oh, we don't know this guy. It's like we all know each other. Brogger and Sean and I. Like, oh, we're gonna be in a car with stranger. Yeah, get your mom's car. I'll be fine. I'm thinking it's gonna be cold, but not you know not what happened. Not Winter Store mm-hmm. Olivia or whatever it was called, and uh, so. The day the day before, the blizzard happened like the night we got to Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. So then the next day, 
we're all like, oh man, thank God Zeb's here with a like a U GMC Yukon or whatever it was. <laughs> Sean's like, I don't think my mom's Prius is gonna make it in this stuff. And uh so Zeb Zeb drove us. He was uh rad as hell. He's a good hang on top of uh getting us through just whiteout conditions, even in the even in the the Yukon. It was like we'd hit a snow drift on the highway. It would just bounce you into the next lane. You're like, oh, God. It was. Damn. And then you, if you stall out or something, you know, how soon before you freeze if nobody sees you? True. Because it was, it was an eight-hour drive or seven-hour drive between Sioux Falls and Duluth. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was gnarly. And my man Zeb got us there. Way to go, Zeb. Yeah, Zeb hooked it up. And then uh, and buddy Jeff Sinclair came down from Winnipeg, picked us up in Fargo, and uh, drove us up there. So we did it. We did it, baby. Well, good for you, man. I'm glad it was a good run. You guys out there uh, braving the elements. Yeah, kind of made, kind of added a little pep to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you have to struggle to get there. Like I'm yeah. gonna make this worthwhile. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna phone it in. Not like I would ever phone it in, but mm-hmm. it's that kind of community. Like, oh, we all brave this. We all went through a similar thing just to be here. That yeah. adds a little more. Makes it a little special. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah, it definitely adds stress to your commute. Like you know, not to woe is me, but you know, you, you can sympathize. Being out on the road can be. It can take its toll. Um, oh yeah, I'm not even gonna call it a commute. It was an expedition. Yeah, expedition. But uh, yeah, that's it's something funny. I always worry about when I'm out on tours. Like, ah, I just hope I don't get, I don't have, hope I don't have any weather or traffic or mechanical related issues. Sean, Sean Jordan killed. We're we're at a gas station and he's like, got like an arm full of snacks and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm just. Worried about, like, what if, you know, what if something happens to the car? We're going to need to survive. And I'm like, so taquitos and Mountain Dew is what you think is going to get you through? <laughs> God damn, I love that, dude. <laughs> uh, is, he, is he really drinking Mountain Dew? My man is <laughs> who he is. That and seems that like is why he's beautiful. That seems like the guiltiest mm-hmm. of pleasures. Like, My, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy a Mountain Dew or the flavor of it, but I, I honestly can't I would. tell you the last I would be lying. Oh, I mean, I, I get the novelty of it. I see why people might like to swig on one every now and then, but uh, it just seems like think... the most ridiculous thing. He was – I'm not judging. He was downright excited because they have a Mountain Dew energy drink right now. I thought uh-huh. Mountain Dew was. You can't get more green than Mountain Dew. You can't get more supernaturally colored – yeah. Then Mountain I don't know what they're adding to it. Ugh. I think even when I was a kid, Mountain Dew, it was too sweet for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's pretty damn it was, sweet. It was too sweet. And I'm man, I love a I love a cherry coke. Yeah. I love I'll choose a I'll choose a Pepsi over a Coke. Oh no. And any any day of the week. No way. Any day of the week. You're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, but I also don't understand. It's not like oh, if, well, we like the people where if they don't have one, they can't have the other. That yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that. Uh, I'm just cool. saying, if you got Pepsi products and Coke products, I'm gonna have a Pepsi instead of a Coke. If you just have Coke, I, I'm looking for that flavor. I'll have a fucking Coke. 
But don't yeah. these people that are, oh, I, I just can't. Like, yes, you can. You're stunted. You're a stunted human being. Dr. Pepper I, or, now or I Mr. should Pim. I should I I should ask, would you drink Pepsi if they only had Pepsi? I mean, I seriously it, well it depends. Like for me, if I were to order a regular Coke, that's a uh caloric expenditure that I can't really afford. So I would be like you know, it'd be like a little treat or a little cheat, you know. Uh I don't yeah. I don't think I would cheat with a Pepsi. I might have to, you know, if I if I was at a burger spot or barbecue spot, and I was like, oh, Coke would really, hit. you know what? Actually, Mexican food is when I want to drink Coke the most. Something about Mexican food and Coke. I don't know if it's a but they, thing. but also they have the Mexican cokes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's great too. But even just a regular old fountain Coke at a Mexican restaurant, I'm down. But uh, yeah, so I think if I was like, well, I, I shouldn't have a Coke, but I kind of want one. So yeah, let's, is it the Atlanta? Is it the Atlanta thing? Maybe. But if they were like is it hometown. Uh, if they were like, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi, I might be like, ah, I'm not going to spend the calories on a Pepsi. <clears throat> okay. It's it's a significant difference. I I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the nostalgia, but I, I just prefer Coke. I don't know if I'd waste my calories on a regular old dumb Pepsi. I don't, Stupid man. It's... Stupid Pepsi. Uh, Mr. Pibb versus Dr. Pepper, which way are you going? Give them to me. Either one. Both. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I Somebody like said, Dr. What is Pepper. It? I, I feel like Mr. It's, Pibb's better, though. Mr. Pibb has a mellow smoothness to it. <clears throat> Mr. Pibb is uh, he's not arrogant, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a man of the people. He he's not a doctor. <laughs> what? It's like, what is it? It's supposed to be a plum flavor? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking it up. It's supposed to be... Oh, there's 23 flavors. Andy Sanford has a no. great bit about that, about how it took them X amount of years to add cherry, add the 24th flavor. And he's, I'm not doing it justice, but he's like, I think they're being pretty loose with flavor. He's like, sodium phosphate's not a flavor or not an ingredient. Yeah, just I'm butchered try- his joke, but it's a, it's a good premise, worth checking out. I they got a lot of weird shit in there. Huh, plum. I never thought of that. I never thought about what... The internet community... Here, according to Thrillist, the 23 flavors... Apparently, the the recipe is locked up at Dr. Pepper headquarters. Yeah, because people are really (laughs) going to mission impossible through a skylight to steal that shit. (laughs) And somebody did, because it's called Mr. Pibb. But... It's the the internet community speculates they are amaretto, almond, black cherry, black licorice, carrot, clove, cherry, caramel, cola, ginger, juniper, lemon, molasses, nutmeg, orange, prune, plum, pepper, root beer, rum, raspberry, tomato, and vanilla. Jesus Christ. Tomato? Nutmeg? At what point could you... I think it's just CK1 and Pepsi. That's what I think Dr. <laughs> Pepper is. Ugh. And I'm all right with it. I, I don't mind a Dr. Pepper from time to time. I, I really don't drink pop at all. Yeah, pop. But if I'm reaching for one, uh-huh. it's usually like a, a, a cherry Coke or a Pepsi. Not a cherry Pepsi. Cherry Coke, regular Pepsi. 
or uh, or a root beer. Oh, there you go. I got to start getting down. People are like doing root beer like the way they're doing craft beers. They're just doing mm-hmm. like these small batch Man. kind of things. I just I don't think I need this this the sugar, but I love a root I like beer. A you sweet know, treat. You know what else I like? That that could is probably in the same vein as far as small batch, whatnot. Uh, a good either ginger ale or ginger beer. Ooh, give me a good ginger ale, like a spicy one. It used to be a Red Brick, I think, is the company. They used to make a little spicy ginger ale that came in a little rounded, like ten ounce glass bottle. You remember back in the day when sodas were in bottles, but you could get. Yeah. Like in the in the mid to late '80s, you could go into a gas station, you get a 16 ounce glass bottle that was kind of fat, like short and fat. So they had the oh, 16 ouncer, and then they had a 10 ouncer, which a little obviously a little smaller, but it was uh, that 10 ounce, same type. My of man, uh, my man, uh, my man, Stike, who does Really Co Customs, custom paints guitars. He's painting one of my guitars right now. Every time I roll through uh, the North Carolina area. He always makes custom cocktails at home, but he gives okay. them to me in a new in a little New York seltzer bottle. Yeah, New York seltzer bottle type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen those in a store around on the West Coast in forever. But he's still yeah. getting them, and it's always a custom custom concoction. Mm-hmm. So, what's uh, what's going on with you, Ben? Did you went to the doc? You said went to the doctor Friday for the first time in twenty years, and uh, so far no news. Doc, is news. my dick supposed to be this this big? <laughs> Help me out. I'm swollen. Uh, no, they, they took blood work and all that. I don't have the results back on that yet, but they took my blood pressure. Uh, old hefty boy Dave is coming in at 120 over 70. Perfectly normal, according to my Russian doctor. Did you ask him to do it again? Yeah, they did it twice. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, no, they literally did. They said, because I don't think they, I don't think they believed it the first time. <laughs> But yeah. I think I well, I think you know. Regardless of food consumed, you're a pretty chill dude. Yeah, I think that's. Most I was thinking about that. That's probably uh, something in my favor. Is that I'm fairly chill and I have very low stress in my life. You know, no kids. You clearly, clearly, everybody used their turn signal on the way to the doctor. Exactly. Yeah, and I've never smoked cigarettes, so I, that's got to be a plus in my column. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Pretty chill. Don't smoke cigarettes. So there we go. But yeah, uh, you know, she was just like, uh, it's funny. They weren't very thorough at this doctor. Uh, I think I've, I'm on like a cheap insurance plan and, you know, they just, here, go to this place. But uh, they didn't even weigh me. They asked my weight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe get that blood pressure. I got a machine here. Man, I'll bring it down there next time. We could both have a blood pressure off. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so they asked me my weight, and then they were just asked, you know, well, what are you – anything you're concerned about? I was like, eh, I feel like I might eventually have diabetes, so I think we need to check for that, and that's when they did the blood work. <clears throat> I like that. But yeah, everybody's pre-diabetic. Like, yeah. I'm pre-diabetic. Like, isn't there just – you're pre – everybody's pre-everything. Yeah. If you don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have sex without a condom? You're pre-AIDS. <laughs> that was that was classless. That was a classless joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right, buddy. I could have I could have picked a funnier STD. <laughs> STD. Oh boy, knock on wood. Never had an STD, Kyle. No, me neither. Yeah, really. 
Good, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was, I was real paranoid about that back in the day, man. Like, I, I I'm not gonna say I didn't have sex in high school, but I was so paranoid. I think just not knowing, you know, really how to do any of that. I was just like, man, I'm gonna get an STD and I'm gonna get somebody pregnant. That used to just scare mm-hmm. the shit out of me. Yes, not a, not enough to keep me abstinent, mm-hmm. but uh, boy, I was so paranoid about those two things. Dude, we, I, all my friends were like all raised like so. Like it was like you know the part in Forty Year Old Virgin where he talks about he was like raised to be so respectful of women he feared them. Mm-hmm. Like that was me and all my friends. Every time I like first had sex, we're like, I think it's gonna fall off. Something's wrong. Something's not right. <laughs> like the anxiety. Nobody was like, oh, hell yeah, dude, <clears throat> good for you getting laid. Everybody just had so much anxiety attached to it. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, but well, congratulations on the clean bill of health. Yeah, so far. Yeah, so we'll see. So far. Yeah. See what that yeah. blood, see what that cholesterol's at. Yeah, yeah, I got to check the cholesterol. They took like four vials, like the blood. Man, it's like 10 minutes of them just sucking blood out of me. Yeah. But, are you good with needles? Are you all right with needles? Yeah, it did, Bob. You know, I don't like Dude. watching it go in, but. Uh, oh, you don't watch it? Yeah, I just, you know, kind of brace myself, you know, think about something nice and gentle. We got to give. Uh, we gotta give a little dirty fluid, you know, mm-hmm. sub subdermal fluids. So we gotta so, like an hit her with the needle. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Just do- gotta give her some juice. Yeah, we're giving her a little juice, but you do it in the scruff of the neck. They don't feel anything. Okay, but it's still. Oh, it's so like you're not trying a, to hit such like a, a gnarly. Vein? No, no, it just goes right oh. under the skin. Okay, I, yeah, I was but thinking like, how so the hell gnarly, do you find like, a No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> shooting her up. Yeah. You know, it's not like Requiem with for a dream with this cat. <laughs> how how often do you have to do that? Uh, every f- couple days. Oh man! But it just goes in. But so you know, you're so scared that you're gonna. We just did it. We tried it for the first time at home yesterday, and it's just mm-hmm. Rachel and I, the two of us, like, oh god, oh here it goes, oh god, are we doing it right? Yeah, but that's that's nerve wracking. Wasn't too bad. But yeah, man, uh, I drove through Remmer, Minnesota, which claims right. to be the home of Bigfoot, Dave. Yeah, yeah, you, you sent me that picture. About that. Uh, I'm completely unfamiliar with Remmer. So was I. So I don't know what, although, just like when we were hiking up in uh, Northern California, it's one of those places, there's a lot of space out there in Minnesota. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff. Remmer is, it's in the mix of like the, what is it, they call it Land of a Thousand Lakes or Land of 10,000 10, Lakes? Yeah, I think it's 10,000. Yeah, you got a lot of space out there to do whatever you want, you know? So it's one of those things like, all right, there's area, like, I'll believe it, but how did we both miss Remmer? So what do they claim? The they claim to be the home of Bigfoot? That's the. It's, I saw it on a sign. Mm-hmm. There's 370 people there, so I guess nobody's really challenging them. <laughs> 370 people. Wow. That's that's not that's, that's not a lot of people to just get to agree. Like, how about this for a slogan? Yeah, okay. That is crazy to think about. There are <laughs> towns that small. Because I grew up in a small town, or what I thought was incredibly small, but we had like two or three thousand. 
but it still felt incredibly small. Imagine two or three hundred. Well, and then this, okay, Wikipedia for this has not a lot. Remmer is also the location of the Thunder Lake Lodge where El Capone stayed on his vacations to Minnesota. Okay. And then, okay, which was originally built in 1912. In 2009, a motion-activated camera captured a picture of what some consider Bigfoot in an area near Remmer. Oh, I'm looking at that one right now. Uh, okay. In, in okay. Northwoods. Uh, Town claims to have had Bigfoot sightings since the late 1800s and holds a Bigfoot Days celebration each summer. This one looks bogus to me. Even you're calling it bogus. You know, the thing that always catches my eye with some of these bogus-looking ones, it's it's the calves. It's the legs. I feel like... I know that they probably have hair on them, and you're not going to see, like, full definition. But if we're looking at mm-hmm. the same picture here, this one, look how just straight down, both both sides of both legs. Like, no curvature, no definition. It just looks like a costume. Well, maybe it, maybe it's on account of having a big feet. Yeah, maybe they got cankles. The muscles, the muscles don't have to develop because he's got uh-huh. sturdy footing. Does that have anything to do with it? Maybe. But I feel like I've also seen clips or videos or, or pics where you can see a big old hardy calf or a quad. But yeah, I, these, and I'm not even saying this to be crass, but why wouldn't you see a, a big old swinging dick on one of these? Yeah, you think you would, right? Yeah, I'm not. It's just big animal. Mm-hmm. Although. I can't of think of seeing them on gorillas. Yeah, I think gorillas uh, don't have very good dongs. I think Man, that's let's uh, look up gorilla dick. I think the average gorilla dick is uh, gotta, somewhat unimpressive. I'm, I'm going to tell you what right now. Average gorilla. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to. Uh, you guess. You guess. The average, uh, well, here's the Are- thing. Of average erect gorilla penis. I'm going to say four inches. Man, I, now I know why they're so mad. Mm-hmm. 1.25 Th- inches. No way. Erect? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. There is, I am stumbling on some images. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what have I done? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah no wonder they're Body so violent. size, testicle size. Humans got big dinks, small nuts. Chimps, <laughs> small dink, big nuts. And then I, orangutans and gorillas, small dink, small nuts. I'm still, you know, there's that. Uh, I don't know how much of a fact this is but I, i've read more than one place where uh they think chimpanzees are 10 times stronger than a human and i just don't know about that you think they're stronger no i think they're I, look at you telling me all right well I, I don't know what this number is but the average american male i'm gonna say they the average american male could probably bench press 150 pounds i would think right what does it mean like meaning like one time just one time, a one-time rep, a max out. Let's just say for I, simple math, one fifty. You telling me that I a don't know? I have, sh- chimp can throw up fifteen hundred pounds. 
a chimp or a gorilla? No, it's the chimps that are ten times stronger than a human. Yeah, I think they're crazy strong. But also... They don't even work In what it. motion? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, you think how they're going to swing their body from tree to tree all the time? Yeah. That's pretty, No, I'm sure... Yeah, they're obviously strong as shit. Yeah, they're obviously strong as shit. I just... Ten times just seems like a lot. I don't know. I have no idea how much I could bench press. I've never done... I go to the gym. I do some machines and stuff. I have no idea what I'm doing. What do you weigh now? What are you, about 170? 160? Yeah, about that. 170. I bet you... And Yeah, you're an active guy. I bet you with a little practice, you could easily throw up uh, 135. The 45 plates. <clears throat> Get you, you know, 45 on each side. Most of those bars, or at least the ones I used to use, are 45 pounds. So 45 times three. Maybe Ra- Rachel, and I, Rachel and I will spot each other at the gym. Mm-hmm. We'll sort it out. Excuse me. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll go. We'll go. <laughs> both of us just spotting each other, having no idea what we're both going to need to be rescued. Oh man! Well, Dude, I've been on TikTok looking around, and Jim fails. Just- no thanks. No thanks. I do not want to see someone get crushed under the squat rack. I hate that shit. Oh, I and sh- the knees just Oh yeah. Explode. Just fucking barbells falling on people's necks and stuff. Ugh, no thanks. That's I mean, scary as shit to think about. Yeah, some of that's I like the stuff where it's all attached to the machine. I don't trust mm-hmm. myself with just loose. Loose willy nilly stuff at the gym. I've, I'll hurt myself with a jump rope. I'm not going to sit there with a hundred pounds over my head mm-hmm. without a safety system. But so, Every- all right. So, so we figured that Bigfoots have little dinks. Uh huh. That's why you never saw one. Bigfoot little dink. <clears throat> yeah, big feet. <laughs> Bronger had a joke <laughs> where he's like. Because you know he's six four. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I saw that joke. <laughs> oh, he did. Or is but he's, but he he's ever, so tall. Yeah, if he ever made a porn, it would have to be called. But he's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, what's what else is going on in the world of supernatural? I didn't see anything supernatural this week. Nothing, nothing scary. I was just excited about that Remmer place. Yeah. Them just being like, ah, it seems like almost like, yeah, why not? Let's go with Bigfoot. Because according to Wikipedia, also, they claim to have the world's largest eagle statue. You can just say that. Yeah, we could verify that eventually. Yeah. I mean, somebody said, oh, I'm looking at the picture of this Bigfoot. It does look like it's just wearing pants. Yeah. It's a really bogus looking one. Uh, did you guys eat anything good? I know you probably didn't. No, no offense. Nope. But, nope, uh, sure didn't. Did uh, any of the other guys chow down on any local delicacies? No. Oh, you know what? I did eat something good. Yeah. Okay, Dave, I'll tell you that. Sure. Place called Fitzgers in Duluth. Duluth, charming little. I told you. Charming. Town. Charming little town by the ocean. Mm-hmm. A port, a port city. Yeah. Stayed at Fitzgers. Did not expect Duluth, uh, in some place it's in an old brewery, to have, like, 
renowned veggie burgers. Because okay. I'm like usually house made. This okay, and I know this isn't a boogie related topic, but mm-hmm. this is a, also a food show. I get a little upset when I want to go eat veggie burgers when, like, first off, why do they have to like? I get that I'm ordering a veggie burger, but I still want a burger. You don't have to like make it like a bitch, you know? Yeah. Every time it's like, oh, here's our here's our western burger, five pounds of bacon on top of top sirloin chopped burger patty with hunks of cheddar cheese and slathered in sauce and all bacon blue cheese sautéed mushroom, and then our veggie burger is made with whispers of sprouts and a feeling of acceptance, and it's served on a participation <laughs> trophy. It's like. Motherfucker, you know what I want. Like, give me the thing. Like, you don't have to, like, fuck up the whole thing. I just want to substitute the patty part for not meat. And yeah. this place, and then they do, it's like, well, it's a homemade black bean patty. And I'm like, cool, serve it in a bowl because it's going to come out like porridge. You eat a black bean patty, two bites in, it's just two handfuls of porridge malto meal you're trying to shove into your mouth. This place made one. It was like with rice or whatever they had in it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. There you go. And they didn't like candy ass it up. It was mm-hmm. still all the same fixings. Yeah. Damn, man. I was I was kind of upset that we left early in the morning. I was like, I was get that again. Anybody ever a cool orders spot. A, anybody, uh, it'd be funny to order a veggie burger with bacon. It's like, no, I just don't like ground beef. But I, I Dude, there's a, there's a place called Killer Burger up here, and their whole thing is there's bacon on every burger. But they also Ugh. offer a vegetarian burger option, which I didn't realize until I went there. I'm like, oh, this place has veggie burgers. The whole thing is like, oh, no, it's bacon. Bacon's on every burger. It's like, yeah. I mean, Killer Burger is like, what, just because of heart disease? I don't know what your angle is here. It was not very good. But uh, so no, nothing, no crazy foods. A lot of gas station snacks. Yeah, a lot of gas station food and sitting. I'm feeling pretty sluggish. Hence <laughs> the old lady yoga class. And I went to the gym yesterday too. So look at you. I've been I've been crushing it, dude. I've been uh, slinging these kettlebells around. I got that new 75 pounder, and uh, been doing a uh, hundred uh, deadlifts every day minimum for that, amongst other things. But uh, What's yes. a deadlift? Deadlift, just uh, feet shoulder width apart, the weight's on the ground. Just bend over, pick it up, keep your back straight. And uh, with this amount of weight, I can. Li- I, my technique, what I try to do is I, I grab it with my hands, but then I, do, I try not to use any of my wrist, forearm, or arm strength. Core strength. Yeah, I just use my core and my back and just stand stand upright. That's then, what the chimps have, core strength. Yeah, that core strength. But yeah, slinging Trying that thing that around, doing a little strength. bit of uh, it. My form's not great, but with that weight, I can do, I can do a few reps of just the classic kettlebell swing. The only problem with that, with that amount of weight, is I'm so paranoid it's going to go slipping out of my hand and crashing yeah, through my hardwood floor. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to go down to the neighbors. Yeah, I'm going to kill my neighbor downstairs. <clears throat> so well. That's the thing with weightlifting in general, though, that you just have to accept is just don't let your ego get in the way. Don't try to do more weight than you can safely no, do. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> I show up to the gym in, like, free T-shirts and sweatpants. There is no 
ego attached to my gym experience. There you go. Good for you. And there's not there's not a lot of doofuses at this gym anyway. I'm mean, not that I have a lot of gym experience, but it just seems that I think there's a lot of because Nike's across the street, and I think they do get some athletes. And everybody just keeps themselves. I'm just on. The- yeah, I always forget that Nike's right there in your town. Nike's in town. Adidas is here. So many prefontaines. Man, when I first moved to LA, you know, living in the van, I had to get the uh, gym membership at Hollywood or no, uh, was it uh, LA Fitness on Hollywood Boulevard? And mm-hmm. I go there uh, pretty much every day to shower and do my thing, and I would work out some. But boy, you talk about doofuses. That is like ground zero for douchebaggery. Oh, yeah. yeah. My favorite thing was just being on the treadmill and just watching people try to, uh, on the sly, check themselves out in the mirror. There's, you know, there's some guys and gals that just, you know, they're putting on a full posing display and they're not trying to be discreet about it. But then you catch those others that are just trying to, trying to be a little, admiring themselves a little too much in the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of it, I think, the people that are looking in the mirror, like, checking their form because you can't see it as your own person. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It's – we know it's L.A. Yeah. Oh, boy. Speaking of L.A., uh, I don't know how much this has made the national news circuit, but uh, this last week we had our first – Los Angeles, by the way, not just California or Southern California, Los Angeles – had their first issued blizzard warning since 1989. It's been insane around here the last week with the weather. Uh, Crazy snow and crazy rain. Uh, Snow on the Hollywood sign the other day. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, my mom was telling me about that. Snow accumulation on the ground in Pasadena in La Cañada, Flintwood, which is, (laughs) if you know the area... I mean, Pasadena's 20 miles from where I'm at. It's in the foothills, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean. But follow Brooks Whelan's Instagram. Brooks went out to Lake Arrowhead to be like, oh, I guess a little snow's going to fall. He uh-huh. is stuck there. Seven he is feet. Stuck. That guy, yeah, yeah, he's stuck. <laughs> he shoveled the driveway, but the streets aren't plowed yet. I mean, it's insane. So he got, <laughs> yeah, they're all trapped up there. Like trapped, it, trapped, literally trapped. Oh, man. Have you ever been snowed in? For more than like a day? Um, not to... Well, Portland, everything shuts down because they don't have the equipment and they don't have salt trucks. Mm-hmm. So if it Georgia. snows even the... Yeah, if it snows even the slightest bit, which uh, Shane Brendan was making the joke last night, but I've made it too. Like, everybody here has a fucking Subaru and nobody knows how to drive it. Mm-hmm. I've made that complaint, but it's all-wheel drive. You can get through, but the last week I wasn't here. Even coming home from the airport, cars and ditches, just because. Yeah, oh, it snowed and people are trying to get home. It's slush. It's ice. Yeah. So everything you, shuts down here when it snows even a little bit because then it gets cold and it ices over. Do you ever get shut in in the the burbs of Chicago growing up? Nah, nah. I mean. It's everything's was ready for snow there, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's ready for snow, but then it doesn't seem like it snows that much at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Boy, it's and cold now, as but everywhere else is getting it. It's uh, it's nutty, man. It's nutty. 
It's so cold there in the winter. Tell me about what's this what's this eternal storm you're talking about? All right, I was uh gonna tell you about the arc storm. This is something I heard about a while back, but it feels like it's uh happening right now. Arc storm uh ARK, and that stands for uh something. Atmospheric river and then the K is a uh, thousand year, as in a thousand year storm. Okay. So Arc storms a hypothetical scenario for California, specifically California, caused by a series of atmospheric rivers that drown much of the state in reoccurring rainstorms. And this happened a few months ago here in Los Angeles, uh, where it rained every day for like a week, and people were talking about at- atmospheric rivers. And I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. But uh, basically, I guess just the rain kind of, the precipitation or whatever just is kind of formed like a river, just these long, narrow stretches up in the atmosphere that just create this excessive rainfall. Uh, let's see, this arc storm, it's estimated to produce precipitation that in many places exceeds levels only experienced on average once every 500 to 1,000 years. That's insane. All right, tight, tight. Yeah, uh, atmospheric river power. Weather patterns that are common on the West Coast that cause huge, uh, I never knew how to say this word, deluge? Huge deluge of rain? I say deluge. Deluge. But, I mean, you know, up to you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, they think that the uh, the damage that this thing could create, they think if this thing hits, they're saying it's basically going to rain nonstop 24-7 for like a month. And if that happens, it's going to create so much damage in Southern California. Just the way the topography is laid out with, you know, you got mountains and valleys and just all the runoff from those mountains. They, they talk about it's going to be uh, at least three times more catastrophic in terms of damage than the, uh, the big one, the big earthquake that uh, we're all paranoid about well- right here. Isn't it supposed to like start flooding now? I mean, I remember the days when it would rain and that LA River would get to the brim. Mm-hmm. You know, and isn't that supposed to be? Is that happening now? Oh yeah, like, isn't yeah. It's, it? it's insane. It, it flooded over. Uh, the five really? shut. The five freeway shut down uh, just north of town around Sun Valley. That shut down for like twelve hours, and there was video of cars like stuck like bumper deep or even above the bumper just just on the five freeway not not little back roads biggest freeway in our state just where at where was it at around sun, sun valley sun valley okay. north of, north of burbank yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah things getting wild down there buddy oh man it's crazy like it really and i know Obviously, you know, people around here are going to freak out more than the average person just because rain and definitely snow are so foreign to us. I mean, I don't know the exact figures, but living here for a decade now, it feels like outside of these weird anomalies that we're having now, it feels like we get rain like once a quarter, you know, for the most part. Would you say? Yeah. Your experience living here, like every every three or four months we'll have one day of rain, but... uh, yeah, it's it's just been insane this week, and uh, yeah, this arc storm. Uh, they think it'll dump a hundred inches of rain, uh, triggering mudslides, washing debris from mountains across the region, 
Uh, electrical grids will be darkened. Cell towers will be toppled. Uh, I mean, it could be a huge clusterfuck if something like what's that your, were to happen. Your, <clears throat> what's your plan? Don't know. I got, I've been thinking about it. Got to figure. You know, I've got kind of a loose plan as far as like, you know, when the civil unrest gets too unresty. But uh, yeah. you know. As far as, and we've talked about that as far as bugging out and stuff, but man, with a flood, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I mean, fortunately for us, we're on the second floor of an apartment building that already sits up high. So well, we're not, probably. It's, it's more the civil unrest. That's what I'm. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I was always curious about what LA would do in terms of. I guess, okay, here's a, here's a bigger topic. You know, some shit goes down, natural disaster. Now, clearly. The country does not get along politically, this or that. Mm-hmm. Now, but let's, I will fully admit without reason, I'm sure that red state or Republicans are more prepared for shit than liberal Democrats. That, uh, sweeping generalization. Mm-hmm. But I think of a city like Los Angeles, where it is just everybody is there, not, not even self-centered in a bad, which is like everybody's there like, Make it and this and that. Nobody's really like thinking in the practical terms. I mean, I don't know. Have you have an earthquake kit? Yeah, yeah, I got an earthquake. Okay, kit. yeah. No, you're right. I think the average Los Angeles citizen is dead as hell if anything like this were to happen. These people can't even cross a street without staring at their phone. I think you'd be safe in the valley where all the crew people work. Mm-hmm. Where the set builders and the electricians and the lighting people, they're going to yeah. have practical skills. I think you're better off Industrial being out like, like, yeah, 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 Van Nuys or something as mm-hmm. far as getting getting things back up and running. Yeah. In Hollywood itself, I don't know, man. Oh, everybody around here would be dead. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it would be, yeah. But, yeah, that it is scary to think about, like, you know, in, in a situation like this, one of the most important aspects of survival would be the means of getting the fuck out of Dodge. And if every roadway is flooded, I, I don't have mm-hmm. a boat. I don't have a boat. I don't have a helicopter. So, that I mean, that's scary to think about to be... You know, when I when I think of natural disasters, I mean, I think of tornadoes and earthquakes and things of that nature. But like yeah. a flood or, you know, tsunamis, things of that nature. Like, oh, I this has altered ha- my ability, my my mobility. You know, like I can't. You know, if everything's flooded, I can't be well, on we, foot. I can't be in the car. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. God, how scary was some of that footage? People just floating on couches and shit like that's yeah, sitting on, so terrible sitting on a roof mm-hmm. yeah so this is like a, a whole new level of paranoia uh you know especially there's something about water too i, I think it's inherent in, you know human nature for most people to have at least a little bit of fear of water just you know because we can't breathe underneath it so you add that you add the lack of transportation and mobility like Talk about feeling helpless. I will say when when you, people talk about feats and like and it's uh, the youngest person to fly around the world or something, it's when you hear about somebody that's like fourteen, 
Mm-hmm. And they sail across the ocean by themselves. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Because, first off, just the intellectual skill, but then mentally being, let me see how long, how long, I'm going to find out how long it takes to sail across the ocean. And they wake a youngest person to sail. Sail across. Let's see. Youngest person to sail across the world. Laura Decker did it in 1955. And uh, uh, so she was. Oh, no. She was born in 1955. So when'd she do it? She did it in. Uh, uh, wait, Dutch court. Oh, Dutch court tried to stop her. She did it at 16 years old. Damn. 518 days. Good Lord. Completely alone. Now, I mean, now you want to talk about Bigfoot that's out in, you know, uncharted forest. Just psychologically. Oh, my God. The ocean. Sitting out there. Oh, like I'm getting. That's so scary. Nervous hearing about it. I want to. Yeah. So. Let's see. I want to see what her longest. Every now and then you'll see those videos of like an aerial view of like uh, a windsurfer or a paddleboarder. And then they have no idea there's a fucking whale underneath them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. So obviously it was broken up, but I'm like I'm, I'm not gonna like try and read this while we're on the air, but just the the um, the length of time, you know, commenced Atlantic crossing from Cape Verde to Saint Martin, a distance of twenty two hundred nautical miles or twenty five hundred miles on land on December second, and she I never understood that on the dis- difference on December nineteenth. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but. Have to do with the curvature but, of the earth or something? I have no idea. But so that was 17 days. That was two and a half weeks. I Jeez. thought it would take longer. That's insane, though, to think about. Like, when I drive cross-country in four days mm-hmm. alone, that just, you know, it just seems like such a journey. And then I, when I'm done, I look back, you know, I look at the map. and like, oh, I drove from here to there and 2,000 miles. But, like... On a little sailboat in the middle so, yeah, of nowhere. She had 47 days at sea nonstop. Jesus. And one point. So you think about just the keeping yourself mentally. I mean, it's like space travel at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're not, see, you're well not seeing anything familiar. <clears throat> oh, boy. I wonder how they're going to do that, if it's just going to be. They're just going to put people under to go to Mars. Yeah, like I don't know. And how long would that take? Did we figure comas. that out? How long it would take someone to get to Mars? Let's look it up. I got the machine in front of me. Six how months, long probably. to Mars? Uh, seven months. Seven months? Well, that's not, Good Lord. It's actually, that's not... I mean, it's still nuts to be yeah. in a little tiny spaceship. 
But it's not something like, is it years? No, seven months. Damn. Seven months to get to my. Okay. That's, we gotta, we, we should explore that one of these days. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, you gotta, it's a lot of podcasts you're gonna have to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to this arc storm, um, other than the natural damage caused, just like you were hinting at, the uh, the infrastructure and the civil unrest, think about uh, drinkable water, that would become scarce. Think about uh, wastewater mm-hmm. treatment plants getting flooded and uh, deprived of the chemicals they need. Then, uh, all, oh, when all that stit, imagine all the flooding as far as like the, the infrastructure and the sewage facilities and, and the and the and the what's the just the sewers in general just all that shit yeah flood, up. flood water ain't pretty man oh they say uh raw sewage come up through maintenance holes flooded manholes toppled poles uh fiber I optic cables on, i stepped on a nail up. in flood water Ooh. Get a I stepped on a nail right when i was out right when i was walking around the way i had the house i grew up in we were at the like the top, not the top, but like we were kind of on a hill, mm-hmm. and this like the whole like we were in a flood zone, and the flood water would basically come up to the curb in front of our house, <clears throat> sometimes a little more. Like as a kid, I remember people in canoes going in front of on the street in front of my wow. house. Wow! <clears throat> and people, were, it was <laughs> like thinking about it, it was weird because <clears throat> it would be this whole section of the neighborhood. Where you'd look down a half block because the way the hill was, and those houses would just be underwater. You'd just see roofs. But our house, so people were just like setting up chairs like it was the beach on the street in front of our house, <laughs> and just sitting out there seeing if it's getting worse or better, you know, from where the where their chairs were at. And uh, yeah, I was out walking like the stuff that like w- that would wash up, like float up to the edge of the flood water, and there's some. There was boards and stuff, so I was kind of walking across these boards, and right as my mom was like, be careful, because there might be some... I just... Right through my shoe. And uh, for, fortunately, it went... Like, the nail, like, went between my big toe and other toe, but, like, it, it took a little... It took a chunk out, and I was like, uh, uh, I think the worst thing that could happen just happened. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, remember what you told me to be careful about? I mm-hmm. You told me a little bit too late, and I got to go to the doctor now. Mm. So, yeah, I had to get a tennis shot. That had to be a sight, seeing canoes float by your house. It was something. Yeah, they were kind of just going to, you know, see if anybody's around, see if they could help with uh, get pets out or anything. But now if you go back where my folks are, the house across the street is still there, and their their basement would get it. So the house, the way the flood water was because of the hill, they, like that place has been all re- remodeled. God knows how many times. But behind that, it's all open. It's just a park now because there used to be houses. Growing up, there's houses all over there. And now it's just one big open field because it's a flood zone. It doesn't really flood like it used to because they had to do massive construction, retention ponds all over there. And then one of the houses, one of the last houses they had was a – I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's a fire. And they're like, no, that was the practice house for the fire department. So they would intentionally light it on fire to do training. Hmm. So, but yeah, it was, it's a, uh, I mean, it's, it's hardly a Katrina scenario. You talk to Sean Patton about being down there during Katrina, but. Oh yeah. I didn't think about him. Yeah. That's so they were just wilding out too. He said people were just partying. It's like, all right, well, it feels like the world's ending. Wow. Just go to somebody's house, get wasted. And then they'd all get arrested if they're out past curfew and they would keep mm-hmm. them at the, wherever they're, that 
Smoothie King Stadium or something was the yeah. <laughs> where yeah, they were keeping that, people at. Well, uh, Smoothie King is their basketball arena, but yeah, the Superdome is the football. Superdome, arena. that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I never uh, experienced any floods. Uh, I did get snowed in for like eight days uh, one time in high school. It's actually we're coming up on the thirty year anniversary. Uh, in early March of '93, uh, Georgia had a crazy blizzard. And it caught everybody off guard. Even in, you know, December, January, we're not prepared for that kind of shit, just for the infrastructure and salt trucks and stuff. But once you get into March you, you, in Georgia, you think, all right, well, winter's pretty much done. I had already started baseball season. I was playing high school baseball. And uh, we just got dumped on. Huge blizzard. And uh, we were pretty much uh, trapped in our house for eight days and it trapped meaning like we couldn't operate our vehicle we couldn't get our vehicle out of our driveway um, yeah so just on foot if we wanted to do anything i remember i walked after, after, after like the third day uh we started to get a little concerned because we were running out of groceries and uh my dad gave me like 20 or 30 bucks and said uh if, if, if i think i volunteered to walk to the local uh mini mart which was still five miles away so I took like 30 bucks and I walked in the snow five miles to, uh, God, what was the name of that little place? It was in Waleska, Georgia, the super thrift or something like that. But, you know, was kind of a left on the shelves. Uh, there wasn't much. I remember getting like a 10 pound bag of potatoes. And for some <laughs> reason, we didn't really eat this, but I just thought, hey, this seems practical. Uh, I got a bunch of canned chili. So I remember getting potatoes and canned chili. And uh, just like can't three be or four, picky, three or four big bags worth, you know, whatever I could. I think I, yeah, like thirty bucks. And then I, I had to walk about halfway back carrying those bags, and I was it was really quite a task. And eventually, somebody picked me up. And I jumped in the back of this dude's pickup truck, and he drove me back yeah. home. Just some stranger, but uh, I was like fifteen. I remember like oh, I'm going to save my family. I'm going. <laughs> Because, I mean, we we were, yeah, I mean, that was the closest food was a five-mile walk through the snow. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a huge event back then. But, yeah, it was like eight days, no power, no hot water, just sitting around with my family. You know, at 15... You know, I'm I'm over all that. I'm I'm a I'm a cool teenager. I got girlfriends. I play baseball. I can't be hanging out with my family for eight days. This is lame. And uh, yeah, that was uh, real boring. Yeah, man, a lot of games of Uno. That's why up north everybody's got snowmobiles. Like, I can't use the car. Whip out the snowmobile. That's cool. Well, it's uh, just uh, it's just mushy around here these days. So yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I I hope you uh, survive the Los Angeles arc storm that you're. In yeah, the I'm not looking forward to that. I was already paranoid about the big one. Now I got to worry about this fucking month long storm. It's gonna. They they think if it happens, uh, they think it'll cause a trillion dollars in damages. That's that's more than I make in a year. Is there are there a lot of earthquakes happening, or is it just 
obviously the one in Turkey, but then there's one in Japan that was like 6.8. Oh, the Turkey one. They had another one like a week or two later. Yeah. You hear, you hear about that? Like another yeah. sizable one. Like, Jesus. Yeah, like it's it's bad, you know. But then I saw there was one in Japan. I wonder if it was just a little angry earth syndrome going on. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, again, is it happening more or are we just seeing more news about it? Yeah, but I mean, 6.8 is big. Like, that's, yeah. that's a reportable one. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, there's a – I follow the L.A. QuakeBot, or I used to. Yeah, I follow. It's like, oh, point, point, point three, mm-hmm. this or that. I'm like, I'm not worried about this shit. We had a, a decent one here about two weeks ago, middle of the night. I don't know if I told you about that. I think it was some, some wake you up. Some yeah, yeah, it woke me up. What'd you do? Like you get? Did you get? Four you get out of bed? Did you get nervous? Yeah, I got out of bed. Uh, got got in the door jams. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a get in the door jams kind of quake. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah, they all was. they all are if you feel them. Yeah, it uh, probably lasted ten seconds and uh, definitely. Didn't knock anything off the wall, but it was definitely rattling a bunch of shit. That's scary, oh, dude, that's too. The, a hell of a way to get woken up. They're scared. The, up, the, Oregon's supposed to have one, too. And the scariest thing about earthquakes, people don't know, it's it's that you don't know how bad it's going to get. Exactly. So you start feeling it, and it starts getting a little worse. And then it starts getting a little more worse. And then a little more. And you're like, oh, if this doesn't stop, things... We're doomed. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I was telling you, I when I used to live off Los Feliz Boulevard, <clears throat> like, shit, I don't know, 13 years ago, and there was one, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I got, I, like, I was sleeping or something. I got up, I was in my underpants, but I, like, I grabbed my wallet. And went to run outside, which is not what you're supposed to do. It's an apartment complex. It yeah. wouldn't have helped. And what's my wallet going to do? I, do uh-huh. I was not prepared. I would like to think, <laughs> there's, hi, I'd like to buy some clothes because the earthquake ruined my apartment. I I don't know. Everybody, you can have all the preparedness stuff in place, but like, mm-hmm. you never know how you're going to manage in the moment of it. Yeah. Like, I think almost, in some sense, the ability to stay calm in a crisis is worth more than having all the shit you need if you're just too oh, panicked yeah. to re- to reach it or, you know, use utilize it. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. That's, see, that's a better way to say it. I knew that mm-hmm. phrase was out there, and I didn't use yeah. it. Mike Tyson, I think. Yeah. Mike Tyson also famously wanted to fight a gorilla. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. I think they, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if they had to somehow, let me look up. I'm not going to Google Mike Tyson gorilla. That's going to get me on some lists. Fights a gorilla. Did Mike Tyson try to fight a gorilla? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Mike Tyson once offered a zookeeper. This is from uh, Sports Kita. Mike Tyson once offered a zookeeper ten thousand dollars to let him fight a silverback gorilla. Jesus Christ! What? 
<laughs> the incident what? took place in the 80s when Tyson was an unbeaten heavyweight champion and widely regarded as one of the most dangerous fighters on the planet. You cannot act incredulous today, Dave, because you think you can fight coyotes. That's true. That's true. Mike Tyson is just an exaggerated version of somebody who thinks like, well, mankind is not offering me a worthy opponent. I need to fight a gorilla. <laughs> he would get dominated. I would say a UFC fighter would have a better chance. You know, someone who's got a well-rounded skill set. You know, if Tyson doesn't, I don't land, know. What are you, you going to grapple with a gorilla? I mean, I think that's strength. exactly I what's think... going to happen. He's going to grapple with you. You gotta, you gotta have some takedown defense, so, you know, some escape maneuver, something. You can't just rely on your knockout punch, Mike Tyson. If you're Mike Tyson, you can. Not saying it's gonna work, but you can rely on it. It's gonna solve a lot of things. Mike Tyson's punch, I think. I think if he punched a gorilla. I think the I don't you know what I have no idea. I would I would have watched it. See, I think now obviously Mike Tyson would destroy me, but I think I would have a much better chance against a coyote than Mike Tyson would have against a gorilla. I agree. If what if Mike Tyson killed the gorilla, would somebody have to shoot Mike Tyson? Cuz that's what happens if you fall in a gorilla cage and a gorilla kills you, they have to shoot the gorilla. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know how that would play out. Also, was, was he just was he just at the zoo <laughs> with a rack of bills? Hey, apropos of nothing. <laughs> let me in there. Oh, trying to bribe your way into a nightclub? Just let me in. <laughs> oh, damn. Tyson and his then girlfriend Robin Givens. Oh, back when I went to a zoo, went to a zoo, mm-hmm. and hired out the entire place so that Iron Mike could peacefully watch the animals without getting mobbed by fans. <laughs> That's <laughs> Tyson apparently noticed a silverback gorilla bullying other gorillas, and he wanted to put the animal in his place by fighting him. Here's a quote. I paid a worker at New York Zoo to reopen it just for me and Robin. When we got to the gorilla cage, there was one big silverback gorilla there just bullying all the other gorillas. They were so powerful, but their eyes were like an innocent infant. I offered the attendant $10,000 to open the cage and let me smash that silverback snot box. He declined. He used to own three pet tigers and also wrestled them. Mike Tyson, you know. Really, uh, people really ignored those rape charges and let them back into their hearts. Yeah, America's most lovable rapist, convicted rapist. Real wild, yeah, real wild that, uh, you know, it's all about stomping out everything, but then people were, like, wearing all the Mike Tyson boxing gym and put them, it's like, I guess everybody's like, he went to jail, he did his time. Apparently that's the A-OK thing. Yeah, I get that. I get that part of it, but it's still... Well, it's the same way too. Like it's crazy how ever how adorable and lovable uh, Snoop Dogg has become. Pretty mm. sure he killed a guy before he was famous. I think he admits to that. It's some gang related activity, but uh, yeah. Let's look it up. Snoop Dogg. Shortly after graduating from high school at Long Beach Polytechnic, he was arrested for possession of cocaine. Snoop Dogg's rap sheet. 
Attempted murder. Oh, wasn't there? So, yeah. Acquitted of a murder charge after a rival gang member was felled by shots alleged to have come from a car he and two fellow gang members were in at the time. Okay, acquitted. Then I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, oh, you got some. How did Tyson only serve like three years? How does that work? You get convicted of rape and you're out in three or four years? Uh, I think being the most famous boxer in the world. Sentence to six years, released after three. Hmm. Sentence to six. That even seems light, though. I, I get how, you know, most people wind up serving less than what they're sentenced, but you're sentenced to, you, you would think rape would carry a, a, a heavier sentence. At least it should. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other podcast. Know. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. All right, buddy. Uh, I'll plug real quick uh, patreon.com slash boogeymonster. Four bucks a month, you can be a patron. Uh, right now, if you go to the page, you'll find uh, the latest edition of Dave's Movie Room. Dave's Movie Room. Not review, but room. Um, sometimes I do Dave's Record Room. Sometimes we do Dave's Kitchen. But I've uh, been on the big movie kick, and I talk about uh, all, all the movies I've watched lately. Um, since I recorded that, I have watched a couple more. I watched uh, the original Star Wars last night. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Never been a big original- sci-fi guy. Even though it's like number six or something? Yeah, I I guess this one's now called uh, Star Wars A New Hope. But uh, yeah, the original, the the one that came out in 77. And uh, I used to love that when I was a kid. Uh, But then I kind of fell out of love with, you know, all things sci-fi and whatnot. But I just went back for nostalgic shits and giggles, watched Star Wars, and uh, really enjoyed it. So trying to... uh, That's my... My least favorite genre is probably uh, sci-fi and fantasy, so I'm trying to uh, get a little more into that. Like I said last week, I watched the original Blade Runner. So, yeah, I'm trying to go back and watch some of the classics. Watch The Whale. Watch The Whale the other day. Oh, yeah? How was that? Loved it. Loved it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not an easy watch, like, but uh, very well done. Very well written. Very well acted. um, Layered. Not just about, you know, big fat guy. There's a lot more to it than that. But, uh, yeah. Didn't know what to think of that one, but uh, really enjoyed it. All right. I, I, I've heard, uh, I just want to see Brendan Fraser be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, based on my enjoyment of that, uh, as I tend to do, if I really, if I get caught off guard by someone's performance or someone that I feel like I've kind of slept on, I like to go back and watch some of their other work. Notice that I had never seen Blast from the Past with him and Alicia Silverstone. What's that one? That's like... Boy, what a piece of shit. No, uh, not the... a... It had a great potential. It had a great setup. Uh, his dad is Christopher Walken. It's uh, late 50s, early 60s, uh, Cold War, paranoia. Uh, he builds this uh, bunker and prematurely false alarm. He thinks that there there's a nuclear attack, sends the family down into the bunker, and he has it uh, rigged up because based on his knowledge of uh, fallout and you know radioactive nuclear stuff, uh, he says that uh, 
it could take 30 to 35 years before it's oh, safe so they to they stay down. I get it. So they stay, they, they stay so down. he comes yeah. out. It's rigged up to where they're lo- basically he locks themselves in there. Like it's it wasn't a real choice. It was just like oh so yeah. I basically, that. this is just an Encino Man on a shorter timeline. That's what I said. How weird that Brendan Fraser did two similar movies like that. But uh, so great potential. Then you know, uh, mom's pregnant right when they go down. So she has the baby, and thirty years later, he's he's an adult, and they come back up one at a time, and. Could have, you know, good setup, but boy, it really, once he gets, uh, you know, gets uh, up uh, above, uh, you know, society there, back into society, it just, it really fizzles. There's just not a lot, not a lot to sink your teeth into. But uh, well, I don't know what I was expecting from that old classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was going to be good anyway. So. But yeah, I did like it well, so, man. Back in the day, it's uh, old Polly Shore and the height mm-hmm. of the weasel. Yeah, the height of the weasel is what we needed. Well, the height of the weasel. All right, the height of the weasel. Small dink, big balls. It's the boogie monster. The boogie monster. Network.